The National Desk, Conversations, America's News Now. I'm Jan Jeffcoat, and welcome to episode 26 of the National Desk Conversations. Every weekday, we invite newsmakers onto our morning television broadcast to discuss topics everybody's talking about. And on today's podcast, we revisit our conversation with Kimberly Fletcher, president of Moms for America. But first up, we talk with the director of outreach for Parents Defending Education, Erica Sanzi. Shock and disgust in a Connecticut town after parents discovered their middle school kids are given an assignment asking about their sexual likes and dislikes. Erica Sanzi is the director of outreach for Parents Defending Education. She now joins us to discuss the latest crisis in the classroom. Welcome to the National Desk. Good morning. Thanks for having me. As a parent, I can't even believe this, and we're not going to get into all the graphic details with the specifics. But essentially, the kids were given an assignment that used pizza toppings to show their sexual likes and dislikes. And, and when you first hear about this, Erica, you're thinking, you're thinking, what in the world? What is this all about? And what are you hearing from parents? Yeah, so the reason we know about this story is that parents were very upset and felt like they were being ignored. So they reached out to us at Parents Defending Education to let us know what happened, and they sent us a copy of the assignment. And um, the assignment started out with a, with a sentence that said, yes, pizza can be a metaphor for sex. And then it went on to explain that just like when friends uh, have to agree on pizza toppings when they're sharing a pizza, that people need to agree on what they're willing to do and not do in terms of consent. And so they decided to have the students list their sexual likes and dislikes and then draw them on a pizza as pizza toppings. Now, again, these are eighth graders and it's important to keep in mind under 15% of eighth graders have had sex. So they're being asked very personal questions on a topic that many of them are totally inexperienced with and likely uncomfortable talking about in school. Right, and I was looking at some of the questions, and these are questions, I mean, that would make an adult blush, quite frankly. The district's health and PE coordinator shared that there was an issue with the initial assignment and posted this online explanation. The correct version of the assignment is for students to work in small groups to craft a pizza with toppings. No behaviors associated with said toppings. That would make everyone happy, comfortable using nonverbal communication only. Students are then asked to reflect and discuss how thoughts or feelings can be confusing or misconstrued if we rely on nonverbal cues, communication alone which I think is even more confusing when I, when I read this because I'm not really tr truly understanding what the purpose of this was. Perhaps they have an explanation. So did the school district or any other administrators offer any other additional explanations as to what the purpose and, and what the end goal and end game was of all this? And should other parents be concerned children in other school districts are being given similar lessons? I mean, they're saying that the lesson was a lesson in consent, and I think we can all agree that consent is a topic that's important. Schools likely have a role to play in that. The problem is that what we have is a major quality control problem and also um, an ideology problem. So you have sort of these two things that come together that now lead to a captive audience of children essentially, you know, having to having to listen to hypersexual content. And, and what some people actually feel like borders on grooming behavior. Now, I give the school district credit. They did apologize, but I think parents are feeling like these mistakes keep happening. And that's probably because, again, there is an, there's an ideology behind this. So oftentimes, 
the people putting out the assignment don't really see the problem until it gets raised by parents who are um, really concerned and troubled. Well, as a parent, what role should parents have in their child's education, especially when it comes to stuff like this? And how much influence should teachers have on this topic? And again, like that depends, right? I mean, a teacher could be highly skilled at discussing this. The problem is that what we're increasingly seeing is that people who are not at all skilled at this now have this captive audience of young children. Um, the other question that you asked about parents and the role that they have, I mean, one thing people don't realize is that federal law guarantees that parents and the public can, can view and look at all instructional materials. But because school districts across the country are in such chronic violation of this federal law, we now see these curriculum transparency laws popping up. In this case in Connecticut, parents wanted to go to the school board meeting and raise objections, but they were shut out of the meeting which the board said was because of mask compliance issues. And so the parents took to YouTube to make videos to explain why this was so concer concerning. And, you know, I tip my hat to those parents finding a way to be heard. But um, my advice to parents is make sure you know what's going on. And if you if a red flag is going off for you that something's not right, look further and dig deeper. And of course, Taxpayer dollars also means that they should have a say as well as what some of these parents are saying. What is the website or, or how can parents contact uh, your organization should they have any concerns? Yeah, we are here to support parents and our website is defendinged.org. Uh, people can submit reports and tips to us. Uh, we can maintain total anonymity and we often do because parents are often you know, afraid to speak out. But, um, but yeah, we are there with information just to help them and also, you know, provide right. advice, support, knowledge, et cetera. And so guys, please reach out if you need us. Right, you guys are a catalyst because a lot of parents are afraid their children will then be a target if they are associated right. with, uh, with a complaint. Erica, great to talk to you this morning. Uh, we Thanks for having it. me. Thanks for this eye-opening report. You're listening to our weekly podcast, The National Desk Conversations, featuring newsmaker interviews from The National Desk, America's News Now. Next on episode 26 of our podcast, the president of Moms for America, Kimberly Fletcher. Moms across America taking a stand over their children's education as more grassroots organizations pop up everywhere for parents to unite against school districts they say are indoctrinating the future of America. Kimberly Fletcher is the president of Moms for America, one of the largest organizations and fastest growing during the pandemic. Kimberly, welcome back to the National Desk. Great to have you. It's great to be here. Kimberly, your organization has really exploded into this movement. You know, when the group formed back in 2004, I read it was as your group states to reclaim truth, family, freedom, and the Constitution. And now you're holding a State of the Union event for American moms. Why is it so important to have this event now? And what issues are the parents most concerned about at this point? Well, I think over the last couple of years, what we have seen is an incredible decline in where our culture and country is going. And the State of the Union is literally in peril. And so I, um, when I found out that President Biden was pushing his State of the Union address back to March 1st, I thought, you know, what is it that he could possibly say that would be in line with the mothers of America and the families of America? He's 
seems to be completely out of touch because everything that we care about, he's taking away or attacking. And so I, I thought, you know what? This is the time when moms need to really come together across the country and say, okay, what is the state of the union? What do we see as the problems? And let's introduce some common sense solutions because the problems aren't as big as they seem and the solutions are a lot better than what we're getting right now. So that's why we're coming together to talk about what we're concerned about and then address those issues in a way that we can solve them as parents in a common sense way. Newly sworn in Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin based a lot of his campaign on education and giving power back to the parents. As we head to the midterms, what is your message to those running for office? When it comes to education, what do moms want to hear from those looking to earn their vote? Well, moms all across the board, it doesn't matter where you're from, how much money you make, what color you are, all moms care about the same three things. And first and foremost on that list is the safety and protection of our children. Second, we want them to get a good education and third, opportunities to succeed. All of those things have been taken away from our children. When, when you have um, a Title IX that was set up to protect women's sports and give our daughters really great opportunities and that's now being stripped away and you have boys who are competing as pretend women in girls sports. Somebody's got to call that out and their moms are doing it. When our children are in classrooms and they're talking about maybe you're a boy when you're a girl or a girl when you're a boy and forcing our children, intimidating them to use different pronouns. And I mean, this is not what our classrooms are about. We want our children to have true history, real science, civics help them understand the constitution what are their their rights where do they come from i mean these are the the core principles and values that used to be taught and promoted in our schools and through society and now it the complete opposite is being done so what do we want we want candidates to realize that this is a mom-led revolution and we are going to protect our children and make sure that they get a good education that they are safe and protected especially in schools and in classrooms where we've entrusted our children to them so they are put on notice if you want to win our vote and we are voting now maybe we haven't been in the past but we're voting now then you need to listen to what we have to say and Kimberly when it comes to remote learning and school districts implementing mask mandates what are you hearing from parents and how has the school's approach to the COVID pandemic inspired parents to to really reconsider other options for their children well, there is a huge influx of mothers, especially in the black community, who are now homeschooling their children, largely because of comprehensive um, sex education, because of critical race theory. Don't, don't, you, I mean, I've talked to so many black mamas and they're like, don't tell my child that they can't succeed because of their color. Don't tell my child they're being held back. And then when they start talking about the remote learning, I mean, you've got all these moms, especially in minority communities, who are, how are we supposed to do this? I mean, we're all paying tax dollars for our children to be in those classrooms. So what I would say is, is if those teachers feel like they can't teach in the building, then let's shut down the buildings and start saving a lot of money. Or let's turn the buildings over to the parents and the parents can come together in a in a co-op and pods and use those, those buildings to teach our own kids. Kimberly, the State of the Union taking place in McKinney, Texas. Mothers across the U.S., they can participate though. So where should people go if they want to learn more? about Moms for America or participate in the State of the Union? So they can come to momsforamerica.us 
right on the front page. You can click on the button and you will have access to all the information. And if you want to view it live, Clout Hub, um, Moms for America One on Facebook and Real American, uh, Real America's Voice are all live streaming the event. So you can watch it live wherever you are. Kimberly Fletcher, president of Moms for America. We appreciate you joining us this morning. Have a great week. Thank you. Thank you. That's episode 26 of the National Desk Conversations. Join me each weekday morning from 6 to 11 Eastern for the National Desk, America's News Now. Check your local listings or you can stream it on our website, thenationaldesk.com. Our podcast comes out twice a week with fresh newsmaker interviews. The conversation continues. Until next time, from the National Desk, I'm Jan Jeffcoat.